Hey, good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, June 23rd, a very happy National Hydration Day to you out there. I'm Tommy McFly. Cheers. I'm drinking my water. Thanks, Tommy. I'm Kelly Collis. I got my coffee. I'm just <laughs> doing the anti, but I'll have coconut water later, I promise. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We, we love D.C. Kelly's a hug-hating, lifelong Washingtonian who loves her Washington Nationals. She's a mom, a wife, always honest, funny, and sometimes a little bitter. Oh, is it my turn, Tommy? <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> Everybody loves Tommy. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's got two dogs and a husband. You'll see them all over his Instagram. And if you just ask him about the time he spent Easter at the White House. Because I was the first person in American history to host the White House Easter egg roll. Thanks, Obama. I'll be in the Smithsonian someday. Don't hold your breath, Tommy. But seriously, we're so glad that you're here because you probably love Washington. Like, we love Washington. Matter of fact, we even had a radio show about how much we love Washington for quite some time. We bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. Whew. That was a lot. Let's get started. The internet also said that it was National Detroit-style pizza day, but that seems like a Detroit holiday, not a national holiday. <laughs> There's just Detroit-style pizza here in D.C. I guess, but I don't know that it's, a na it's national in scope. <laughs> I don't think there are people across this great land being like, I need Detroit-style pizza. Just, just my own opinion. <laughs> it's amazing what the internet serves up to you, Tommy. Yeah, or the bus stops, Kelly. What happened to you yesterday? All right. So, you know, I follow the Nats, of course, on Twitter. And so yesterday after the show, they posted something on their Twitter saying that they have a major concert announcement coming to Ooh, Nats Park. Love it. Uh, and I'm like, this is really cool. And the photo showed like a giant E, the letter E in the outfield. I was like, OK, I didn't really think much of it. I was like, OK, I'll wait. For what the major concert announcement is and then yesterday as i'm driving around i i see that there's several bus stop signs saying who's coming to nats park ah uh. <laughs> yes the announcement's coming down today june 23rd that elton john is planning on uh stopping by for his farewell tour to nats park huh. So then I, um, so the giant E for Elton, that's his logo with a little star in it. Yeah, and it also has a bunch of flowers and glitter. Of the E's, that could be it. Billie Eilish is not having flowers and glitter, everybody. <laughs> and that was not that good of a tease. So now the question is, when exactly? So then I, yesterday I started going through, I'm like, okay, is he coming this summer? Is it, you know, when obviously the Nats need to be away for a length of time to have the concert and get it all set up. Um, but his farewell tour already has a bunch of U.S. dates starting in January. And then kind of going through the spring that were rescheduled because of the pandemic. Got it. So I'm thinking that it's going to be sometime next summer. Okay, that's cool. Are there any dates that are like chunks of dates that don't have an announcement yet in the spring? Um, I didn't go that far, honestly. But, um, you know, the Nats, obviously, they haven't announced their schedule, but a likely date would be during the All-Star break, which is in July. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a stadium they play baseball games in. Right. So the <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, a concert at Nats Park can only happen like in a certain limited window of time. You're right. That's true. You're right. Like, like I said earlier, I was looking at the, what it could be in August, but okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so and also the weather has to be, you can't have a January concert at Nats Park. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you could, but you, I don't, I don't yeah, think exactly. John will put up with that. 
Um, but this is really cool because Elton John hasn't been to Nats Park since 2009 when he was. I can't even believe that I went to the show because it sounds so like iconic and legendary. Now Elton John performed with Billy Joel at Nats Park in the summer of 2009. It was like the first one of the first concerts they had there, right? Sure. Okay. The, sound, the, the, the timing sounds about right. Um, I hate myself for not going to that concert because I heard it was just it was just like, legendary. To be honest, I don't remember much of it because I like had two kids at home. I was really excited to have a babysitter, and I went out with a bunch of my girlfriends, and we ended, we rented a limo. Oh, so nice <laughs> it was one of those nights. I'm sure the show was really good, but uh, I believe my children were three and five at the time, and Mama hadn't been out in a long time, and uh, yeah, got it. <laughs> I was a little out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, making all you should like collect all those friends again and go do like a reunion tour of it. That's true. I should. I got to kind of remember who was there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a, lot. a Polaroid or something from back then. For sure. Lots happened since then. I just feel like now limos are cheaper with Uber and stuff. And also mama's tolerance is higher. So I feel like you can pr- appreciate the night more. And I don't have to uh, get a sitter. Look at that. Look at save that. On that. <laughs> um, you may also be interested in getting a limo and going to DC's hottest club, which is the rooftop of the Kennedy Center. So this is not a joke. Heist nightclub, which is on, um, it's on a side street in DuPont Circle. It's an underground club. Um, I Speaking of not remembering, God, we sound terrible today. <laughs> I think it was my 26th or 27th birthday I had a heist. I'm not really sure which one it was, but it was, <laughs> it was a good time. And um, they uh, have taken over the rooftop of the Kennedy Center for the next eight Saturday nights. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. And it's not just like a nightclub. There's like DJs and special bars and experience and event planners. And it's, it's like, not just like you're going up and sipping cocktails. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, And so I spoke yesterday um, with Venota Basnaika, who is the, um, the, 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 the the leader of the heist. Basically he's in charge of, of the group that puts together um, incredible experiences uh, all around the city, like Casas Rum Bar and Morris American Bar. Um, they have heist. They have a, a bunch of other things. He has his hands in like nightlife all around the city. And we talked about this because you may remember they started um, talking about having this like eight or nine months ago. There was like the, the music video that came out and was like, DC, social distance, sitting down, Kennedy Center. People freaked out. And then and then it was it was postponed. So I asked him all about that and what to expect when Heist takes over the rooftop of the Kennedy Center. Because we couldn't really get all of the entertainment elements and all those things lined up during the pandemic, we ended up punting. So we're finally opening now, uh, like you know, eight months after we first started having the conversations. But now it's going to be an incredible experience and not muted at all. We're going to get you know we get to pull out the bells and whistles. So we're very excited. Yeah, tell me what happened that first time through, because I covered it the first time you all announced, and it was like, the nightclub on the roof and social distance. And then someone was like, nope. And it just kind of yeah. stopped. <laughs> that basically summarizes it very well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what happened was we we started, I mean, we, we, were, we hired a COVID compliance officer. We were working really closely with, um, you know, all the city agencies that were doing oversight on these things. The Kennedy Center was obviously very much on top of all the protocols as well. But then when we kind of got down to the planning of it, it was like no live music. So we'd have to do piped in DJ music at a conversational level. No standing, which was really tough. You know, the social social distance tables was fine. But then the no standing thing was kind of, we were like, how are we going to really implement it? And it just seemed like 
we got really, really excited about all the performance elements. The the setup is gorgeous. Like it, there's really nothing like it in the city. I mean, you're starting with a base that's the rooftop of the Kennedy Center, which has the most iconic views in the city. And then you're adding on top of that, all these nightclub elements, like the, the lighting, the sound, the stage. So it was just so good looking that we were like, we shouldn't kind of do this as a muted experience. When the restrictions lift, we should just kind of do this all out are you doing like the dress code situation no sneakers no hats like what's the what's the dress code situation for this so on our website what we wrote is it's the kennedy center make an effort (laughs) that's that's, that's sort of the only that's the only direction we've given that seems like you know general rules to live by when it comes to dress codes it's the kennedy center make an effort Uh, yeah and it does sort of have like the baller nightclub prices like i mean it's it's not going to be cheap, but like if you're going to roll special occasion, a lot of people have been saving up over the last year. Let's do it. Well, so here's um, I, I pushed him on this, too. So there's like three different levels of table and one and they're all minimum spends. You get there and you buy like a bottle and yada, yada. But the the the, the regular tables are um, they're two hundred and forty dollar minimum, but they allow 10 people. So if you get 10, eight people with you, it it's like comparable to going out to like a bar or for a night. Um, plus plus it, drinks. Then it escalates in there. Yeah. Well, then you got to buy drinks, though. Well, so no, the 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 table minimum goes toward the drinks. So you have to spend like at least the level of the table for the drinks. Got. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like you can go there and sit there, and they're like going to charge you two forty, or you can go there and get like a bottle of something, and then that. So you have to spend at least that minimum. Got it. Which is cool. why we don't own nightclubs because it's a lot of explaining for us. <laughs> Well, it sounds like fun. I'm sure I'll see photos of it up on my Instagram at some point. Yeah, and I like I really want to go because I don't know that this is going to be allowed to happen ever again. So maybe we should go <laughs> check it out and see. Or maybe they'll like be a new nightclub on top of the Kennedy Center roof. It's 2021. <laughs> things are weird. That is sure for sure. Um, all right, we got to talk about last night's Nats game because it literally had just everything. Of course, the headline coming out of it, if you missed the game or just saw sort of uh, what was happening on social media, Max Scherzer. It was Scherzer Day, which is always a great day. Totally. Um, we're up in Philadelphia. There, um, Scherzer's been on the injury list. He's making a comeback after he's been gone for a couple weeks. And um, there's a new rule that the MLB implemented yesterday about this sticky stuff, which is basically there are some pitchers in the league that use substance that are not like legit in the MLB rules to allow them to grip the ball. Oh, rosin okay. rosin is one that is allowed. Rosin and sweat, literally human sweat. What like resin like from a It's 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 called rosin. I it's, oh, rosin. it's yeah, yeah. And so Scherzer was inspected many times during the game yesterday to make sure that he didn't have any illegal substances. <laughs> Davey Martinez, the manager said before the game, before the checking, players, it's a new rule. Just deal with it. Don't cop an attitude. Scherzer did it. Got checked at, the, I believe, the first and the third inning. It's a bizarre thing. They check underneath the hat. They check their hands. It's it's, it's just a weird situation. So the other team can be like, I think he's got sticky stuff. Hang the on. umpire I, I, just does it for funsies. The, the umpire can, can do it whenever. I'm getting to the, the manager piece in just a second. So... Because it's very complicated, and I've done a lot of reading on it in the last couple of days, and it's a Go new rule. 
it's a, it's a new rule, right? So everyone's trying to like deal with it. And also it just disrupts the flow of the game. So um, the manager for the, for the Phillies, while Scherzer was in an incredible spree of pitching, kind of raises his hand and says, I want him to be checked. Now, a couple things are happening here. One, there is a rule in the MLB that the manager can't really like upset the flow of the game unless he has a really good reason. So the umpires agree with that reasoning and go and check Scherzer yet again. This is second time? Third. 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 Holy but this time it was called by the manager. And Scherzer is not too happy. Um, checks underneath his hat, checks his hands, starts to take off his pants. <laughs> Literally on the mound. That's the clip that I saw on Twitter. And I was like, what is happening at this game? Yeah, it was really kind of a bizarre thing. Um, now, Scherzer ended up having an incredible game, got the strikeouts, didn't have any any illegal substances on him. He did say later in a press conference, explain like kind of what was going on. It's complicated. I'll break it down, but let's play Max's press conference first, how he talks about what was going on with the rosin and the sweat and what, 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 what was happening. Yeah. The, o- the only part that was really sweaty enough on me to be able to grab any type of moisture was on my hair. Um, it wasn't a warm night's night. So the back of my neck really wasn't that sweaty uh, when I tried to get there. Um, and so for me, the only part, the only body part that actually had enough sweat on it was my hair. So, um, you know, that's fortunate tonight, but I mean, this is going to be dangerous when, you know, you're in a cold game and you have no sweat. Uh, what, what will you do then? I was wondering the same thing, Max. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's an issue. So these players want to have a grip on the ball and not like lose the, the, the grip on it and hit a player or the catcher or an umpire. Um, there's a reason why he puts sweat on, on the ball. And also he got tired of, you know, Max licks his hands a lot. Mm-hmm. So anyways, the manager came out. He didn't have any illegal substances. Um, the fans were losing their poop in Philadelphia, as you might imagine. Philly <laughs> right? fans? Because I imagine yeah. they were like, yeah, get them. Take the game. Slow it down. Blah. Totally. But then when Max gets his sort of final strike out of the game and walks back over to uh, the dugout, just check out Max's stare here. There he goes. He's walking towards the dugout and he's looking at Girardi, the manager of Philadelphia. And Girardi comes out and is like, Hey, come on, let's go. Max isn't going to do that. But then Girardi... Girardi, Max could kill you. Yes. <laughs> you would be um, dead. And there he goes back. And look look at Max showing off his hands. <laughs> like, I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing underneath my hat. <laughs> Max with his stare. And there's the, 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 the pitching coach. <laughs> um, I just... It just kind of had everything uh in it and there so there's a lot of questions i guess we're getting some comments about uh ron is mentioning yeah that maybe girardi the manager would get um get fined because he kind of disrupted the flow of the game and he's a big jerk face anyways yeah what a jerk face um the nats ended up winning by the skin of their teeth thank god um so that was just uh an interesting game but there was a lot of questions at the end of the game of like who would be the player of the game? Is it Scherzer? Was it the relief pitcher? Was it Harrison who had an amazing catch? No, it was someone that wasn't even watching the game. Huh. The Nationals posted on their Twitter who was the player of the game. 
Erica Scherzer, <laughs> Max Scherzer's <laughs> wife, posted on Twitter, trying to watch this game with two sick toddlers and a newborn. Did I miss anything? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Erica is so supportive of, of her husband and and is, a, you know, a, a former softball player herself in college and has really invested in the game for many reasons. <laughs> so good it's so good um it just if you love baseball and you love the nats this was a, a great game to go back and watch it it certainly is going to be uh talked about in the in the coming weeks as as the mlb figures out what to do about this quote-unquote sticky stuff yeah i can't like wow that's yeah that's stupid that's, i know talk about like they want the game to be faster right wasn't that a thing like oh we want baseball to be a faster moving game and then they allow like this clownery to happen I know. And, and also, Max did say in his press conference, like, the rule was just implemented yesterday. Right. I would be an idiot to even consider messing around with any of that stuff. Um, so we'll see. The Nats do play I mean, today at that's 1 o'clock. That's not the best defense of, like, I wouldn't cheat today, but I get what he's saying. Well, <laughs> he has been alleged, and it's a very complicated. There's a lawsuit involved, so I'm not even going to say anything about it. So... <laughs> I, I would not, I don't want to mess with Max Scherzer. I don't want him to give me the blue or brown eye or green eye or whatever. <laughs> I don't want either eye. <laughs> Gives a stink eye, that's for sure. Oh, it's so good, though. But I love that we won the game, is all. <laughs> yeah, and now we're second place in the NL East, which is awesome. And today, the Nats uh, take on Philadelphia again at a 1 o'clock game. Nice. Up there. Yes. Yes, they, they're on the road for a little bit. So it's good stuff. Yeah, totally. Way to go. And way to just like give us all a show off off of this the game too, right? Like everyone's yeah. talking about it this morning and all the things. Um, I do wonder, Kelly, you're the baseball expert. I'm not. Um, is the is the penalty for having a sticky substance worse than the no penalty the Astros got for actually cheating in the World <laughs> Series, or is it like a little, is it like a misdemeanor compared to a felony? <laughs> I don't know because I think. I could be wrong, and I'm not the sports person you are, but I think the Astros still weren't punished for cheating in the actual World Series. <laughs> well, they're, they're, there's there's a couple of people that lost their jobs. Oh, okay. But well, yeah, the Astros as a whole was not. Yes, you're right. Wondering is all. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how the season happens. It's all around. That's for sure. <laughs> I love that there's a the, the term is like sticky stuff. Like yeah, that's totally. the official term. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you love Nats talk, Kelly breaks down a bunch of the Nats season uh, on past episodes of our podcast. If you subscribe anywhere you get your podcast, you can find those there. We talk about all sorts of real fun nonsense, <laughs> including but not limited to the Nats and clubs on top of the Kennedy Center. Who knows where the next one might be? You can hit subscribe and please give us a five-star review, whether you mean it or not. We'd appreciate that uh, anywhere you get your podcast. And you can bring us along if you're headed out for a weekend trip or if you're just hiding behind the couch, avoiding the rest of your family for a minute. That's cool, too. We'll come along. Uh, before we say goodbye, we got to do one last story, Tommy. Right. I, like, viscerally <laughs> forgot about this story because it's, like, <laughs> one of my top four or five things I'm most afraid of um, in life. <laughs> Malfunctioning amusement park equipment. I can't believe this video. Uh, Six Flags, right outside the D.C. area, uh, has a new ride. Debuted in May. It's got like the Harley Quinn, the the super. Is she a superhero or a villain? It depends on the movie. Okay. So DC <laughs> Comics, uh, Harley Quinn, the Joker's girlfriend, the okay. star of her own movies, 
She's got her own thing going on. Um, comic book legend has a has a ride called Spin Sanity, which has like four like legs, and then there's a thing in the middle that spins, which is like Harley Quinn. She's she's a very acrobatic individual, <laughs> and one of the legs of the structure. I mean, basically, like it started gyrating. Look at that. That's one of the spires. It's literally visibly juggling. And apparently it was wiggling so much like the cement was breaking up. And that's not part of the ride. It's not <laughs> supposed to do that. No. It's supposed to be nice and solid, right? To yeah. carry all those people up and down and yeah. spin around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so oh, God. so they pause the ride. And there's also another video that shows like, because the line is right by the jig, the jiggling spire that's holding up the ride. People just start like leaving the <laughs> A line of the ride. I, I mm, 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 nope. I want no part of that. We're I laughing just, about it because it's, you know, no one was hurt. That is true. That is true. Although the Six Flags in Maryland has had like a couple things happen over there. Yeah, they 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 have a high insurance bill. I bet. <laughs> um, but thanks thanks to someone on uh, Twitter whose handle is the art of engineering. He says that the malfunction on the Harley Quinn ride, the holding brake is engaged, but the motor appears to be running, causing the cyclic load close to the natural frequency of the structure, resulting in resonance, which is exactly what I thought was happening there. But I'm really <laughs> glad that um, that he uh that he broke that down for us. And then he says in all caps, that is extremely dangerous. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, is that a good or a bad thing? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Nope. It's not supposed to do that. Nope. 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 Yeah. And everybody just kind of like scatters. Yes. Wow. Scary. So that ride is close to further nose. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. That was also um, when, so that just recently reopened and like full disclosure, uh, the uh, media people over at Six Flags were like, hey, you want to ride the initial ride? And I was like, nope, sure don't. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Take a pass on that one. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, yeah. Wow. Oof. Glad everyone is okay. That's I think why we're able to have a little giggle about it. For sure. Now you can wrap up, Tommy. That's it. I hope your hope your day is... <laughs> Better than the engineers at Six Flags America in Prince George's County. <laughs> For sure. Okay, we'll see you next time. And stay hydrated.